Welcome to Topple Uncaged. I'm Steve Topple and you're locked on to the UK's hottest politics and music podcast. Each week, I bring you the rawest takes on the big stories making the news, always joined by a very special guest. Then, I pleasure your mind, body and soul with the freshest, most banging international music going. Uncaged. What's up, everyone? I am Steve Topple. It is Sunday, the 11th of August, and that can only mean one thing. It's this week's edition of Topple Uncaged. Yes, that is, of course, the classic disco hit Donna Summer with I Feel Love. Why, why have I picked Donna Summer? I feel love. Well, it's not because I'm feeling a lot of love at the minute towards certain people. It is because um, I get a feeling that we're going a bit back to the 70s this week. Yes, where to begin with the news? You, of course, had the shock horror that GDP growth this week fell to lowest level sin in years, with lots of talk about a possible recession. This is apparently in part due to Brexit stockpiling, but you had Sajid Javid, new Chancellor of the Phony Exchequer, coming out saying, no, everything's fine. Well, we kind of expected this, and don't worry, there won't be a recession. You can trust us with the economy. Mm, we shall wait and see. Sajid Javid, by the way, former Deutsches Bank executive, as I said in the previous show, kind of sums up Boris Johnson and his new government. That is, a bunch of crony corporatist capitalists. Of course, Sajid Javid is going to come out and say everything is fine with the economy because his mates in the banking in the city are, of course, fine at the minute. But yes, GDP growth down, recession looming. Could it get any worse? Well, possibly we had power failures across the south and the east on Friday. Apparently, this was a national grid problem. That is, of course, the privatised national grid, not the publicly owned national grid, the privatised national grid. Power power cuts everywhere. Ipswich Hospital, my former local hospital, had a whole power outage and its backup generator went down. The cause of this power outage is somewhat still unknown. But I find it fascinating that whenever there's bad weather, because of course we had some terrible weather this week, whenever there's bad weather, the power goes out, trains falter. This doesn't seem to happen in other countries, just Britain and its creaking infrastructure. Meanwhile, towards the start of the week, a strike by staff at Heathrow was narrowly averted, as the papers put it. Personally, I would have preferred to see them strike, of course, but yes, a strike by Heathrow staff was narrowly averted. And across the pond in Ireland, there is an ongoing dispute and possible strike coming up by Ryanair staff. So, why do I say back to the 70s? Well, recession, strikes, power failures, plus the growth of racism, disabilism and homophobia in this country. All reeks of Labour and Tories in that decade, doesn't it really? But of course, if you lapped up the propaganda against Jeremy Corbyn, the Tories have been saying it is Labour who's going to somehow take us back to the 1970s with Jeremy Corbyn's socialist democratic policies. When in reality, it is incompetence, economic mismanagement and security lapses of the Tories which are dragging us back decades. (laughs) 
But of course they will continue to scream until they're blue in the face. Never mind they're blue everywhere else. That they can be trusted with the economy and security and they are the best party for doing all this. What a load of old bollocks. Anyway, enough of going back to the 70s. I want to drag you into 2019. I'm going to talk to you about a fantastic guest that I had on another episode of the podcast. You've, of course, got your news views in Twitter chirps back, and I've got a sensational, multi-talented, multi-genre artist hailing from Jamaica in Revolutionary Bird Song. So, let's drag you kicking and screaming with joy, of course, into the 21st century. Soaring above this week's top stories, I'm free-flying with... Yes, no guest as such for this week's free-flying with section, because what I would like you to do is go and listen to two other podcasts that I put out this week. These podcasts are about Antonia Payne Cheney and her mother, Victoria Cheney. Antonia is chronically ill, living with numerous various illnesses, including hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Antonia has been treated appallingly by medical professionals and the NHS in this country, so much so that she had to go for treatment in Barcelona. Her mother claims she has been abused, neglected and bullied by the NHS and some medical professionals. And Antonia is now stuck in Barcelona, seriously ill, with currently no way of getting home. Why has she got no way of getting home? Because the NHS has put a block on her going to any other hospital apart from one in this country. As I say, I really, really want people to go and listen to these two other podcasts and hear Antonia's story via her mother and find out exactly what has been going on. Because, the reason I say this, it is a situation for thousands and thousands and thousands of chronically ill people in this country. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not an NHS bashing exercise. However, the NHS fails millions of people very, very badly when it comes to chronic illnesses like Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, fibromyalgia, myalgic encephalomyelitis, Lyme and others. It's wonderful for accident emergencies sometimes. It's sometimes wonderful for cancer patients and leukaemia patients. But for people who are chronically ill, often bedbound for most of their lives, it is failing them. And they are getting so desperate in some cases and with some illnesses, they're having to fundraise hundreds of thousands of pounds to go abroad. There has to be systematic change in this country. And Antonia's story is part of that. So please, please, please check out these podcasts. The link will be in the show notes to them. And I'd urge you all to offer her your support. And just another side note, speaking of support, it would be remiss of me not to mention Kerry Ann Mendoza, editor-in-chief of The Canary, who put out a video this week. Yes, The Canary has been running a campaign to get a 1,000 new subscribers in six months. And, as Kerry Ann announced, we have beaten that target in just two weeks. Now, of course, I'm saying nothing about the smear campaign that's been going on against us. Of course, no, I couldn't possibly comment on that. However, this is fantastic news, and I would like to personally thank everyone who has recently subscribed to the canary and who continues to support the vital work we do it's heartwarming to see a lot of love out there for everyone here so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you very much for your support it is really really appreciated carrie ann's video will be linked in the show notes so please check that out as well time for you guys to be uncaged because twitter chirps back 
Yes, it is that time of the week again. It is Twitter Chirps Back, the section of my podcast where you get to have your say on the week's top stories. It's very, very simple. I put out a tweet on Thursday night. You give me your hot takes on the news, and I will read them out in this section. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Okay, so um, what have we got this week? Let me grab my laptop. Um, oh, Alex Tiffin. Hello, Alex, man behind UniversalCreditSufferer.com, and respect is vital is his Twitter handle. He says... DWP gagging clause on CAB confirmed. We got called scaremongers last year for saying this. Yes, indeed. This is a confirmation that the DWP has indeed put into the contract with the Citizens Advice Bureau the so-called gagging clause. That is where charities and organisations are not allowed to say anything which may harm the public perception of the DWP. This was a big story last year. It was John Pring at Disability News Service who exposed it, actually, first off. Um, But at the time, the Citizens Advice Bureau denied that they had any such clause in their contract, saying it was a different contract. As Benefits News pointed out, actually, yes, he said, um, ha, CAB confirmed had not been gagged, no such clause, and that their agreement was a different one, going back when this was raised. Yes, well, it's come to light, CAB do have this clause. Absolutely outrageous. Thank you for that, Alex. Lovely stuff. Next up, Paula Peter, fantastic disability rights activist. Hello, Paula. And I must say, Paula is in hospital for an operation at the moment that she's been waiting nine months for. Mm, More on that later about the NHS. But Paula, I hope you're feeling a bit better than you were. And I hope you're healing very well. Speak to you soon. But Paula said, "Um, hey, Steve, power cuts. Yes, I talked about that in the introduction. NHS waiting list. Yes, talked about that in the bit as well. Um, And general election fever. Yes, there's, of course, all sorts of talk about a general election, which possibly may be after Brexit. Yes. Yes, we all know why they're doing that, don't we? But we will see where that goes. I mean, there's been lots of chatter about general elections over the past few months. Theresa May was going to have one, then she wasn't. And now Boris is apparently penciling one in. Benefits News also spoke about this as well. He said, um, mutterings could be a general election on November the 1st is a dirty low by rancid Tories. Yes, they are rancid, aren't they, Benefits News? Um, it has already been said no deal Brexit could happen mid-election campaign and nothing would stop it. Same time, economy at worst since 2012. Yes, I mentioned that in the introduction. Well done, Con. Conservatives and recession looming. Yes, talked about that as well. As I said, we're we're going back to the seventies. Um, Rachel Swindon. Hello, Rachel. Fantastic campaigner on social media. She says Lib Dems prefer. Sorry, Lib Dims. She put actually. I think that was intentional, not a typo. Um, she put Lib Dims prefer a No Deal Brexit to a Corbyn-led government. Yes, this is of course the news that the Lib Dems are obviously going to side with the Conservatives as opposed to side with Jeremy Corbyn if there is a general election. But Rachel, should we be surprised? This is of course from the party who ushered through so much austerity and of who of course struck a deal with the Tories under coalition government that they would drop opposition to benefit sanctions in replace of a 5p carrier bag charge says it's all about those crooked limp dems doesn't it really <laughs> and and yes warwick hunt at warwick hunt for hello warwick he summed it up quite nicely as well um rachel's comment he said yes they'll take a devastating no deal brexit for us rather than the Corbyn derailment of their gravy train. Yes, they're all a bunch of gravy trainers, the Lib Dems, aren't they? Moral compass, they have none. <laughs> and I love this next comment. It is, we're all in it together. Hello, we're all in it together. Becoming a regular contributor to t- Twitter chirps back. Yes, he says, big story. And he's made up his own news here. He says, big story. Plane loads of BBC journalists back and forth to Hong Kong precipitates further melting of the Greenland ice cap. When they could have got a train to France and bought us some cheaper, environmentally sustainable rioting. Hashtag gilets jaunes. Yes, indeed, of course, the coverage of the Hong Kong 
long riots continues unabated, whereas the coverage of gilets jaunes in Paris and widespread in France is sorely lacking. Very good. We're all in it together. Love it very much. Uh, Mark Caitlin, my old mucker Mark Caitlin um, from Twitter, known him for years. He says, um, this is unacceptable targeting of sick and disabled activists, police and DWP sharing. It's a dystopian future here right now. And this is, of course, the article from, um, again, John Pringer, Disability News Service, saying anger grows as police force edges towards releasing DWP sharing agreement. Yes, this is, of course, the news that um, I think is Greater Manchester Police, actually, have been co-opting themselves with the DWP, sharing information about disability rights activists when they are out on protest with the DWP essentially stitching them up like they're not allowed to leave their bloody homes and go out and do some activism to fight for their basic human rights or protest against things they don't agree with. Nope. If you're disabled and you're on welfare, you have to be stuck in your own four walls now. You can't do anything bloody else. Dystopian, that's about right. Yes, Mark, thank you for that. Um, Another new commenter on Twitter chirps back. We paid in, you pay out at we paid in, you paid out. Hello, we paid in, you paid out. Um, You said you won't see this in the news, but women in their 60s are strong struggling as they wait a further six years for their hashtag state pensions taken their own government to court we pay their wages and paid into assistance to qualify for our pensions in 60s and from 1970s hashtag we paid in you pay out yes this of course well you won't see much of this on bbc news but yes of course the waspy women waspy women hello waspy women taking the government to court over the derailment of their state pensions big story surrounding this i reported on it when it first was breaking several years ago now actually um, and i'll put a link into the show notes but effectively women in their 60s have been stolen of their pensions by successive conservative governments quite a lot of engagement actually with this post I have to say. Um, Roswald Walton at Roswald Walton. Hello Roswald. Um, she said my mum has struggled for years because of this. I have no chance of getting a pension or much else from the DWP. I'm still waiting for the Tories to start trying to legally kill all the disabled people here in the UK. Yes indeed they're killing us off illegally um, Roswald and probably they'll put something into law eventually it is as Mark said dystopian. I completely agree. Um, we paid in you pay out replied saying yeah, you still have to pay your contributions. It is so injustice. We've just the beginning. Pension A is on the increase for everyone and benefits denied to sick and disabled. It's disgusting. Do join our campaign. Yes, I'll put details we paid out, you paid in, in the show notes about your campaign. And finally, I'm going to Daisy Rose, another new contributor. Hello, Daisy at Daisy Chain 241. Um, she put, and I have personal interest in this, she put, where to begin? I think the biggest barrier to change is the media. It is hugely pro-Tory slash right-wing. Yes, completely agree. Now, this is the bit I have to put my input into. She said, I was in a private hospital yesterday as an NHS patient. The newspaper's on offer in the waiting room daily mail daily express and the tory graph lots of pensioners sat there reading them lapping up every word pointing to articles and showing to their partner immigrant bashing benefit bashing right-wing bile were the only papers on the offer i was probably the only lefty in the waiting room i could feel it the media needs rassive reform yes i, I said to you on twitter didn't i daisy were you in the same private hospital and me and nicola jeffrey were in on um, i think it was friday you were saying you were there because we were also sat in the private hospital on friday and the only papers you could get there were the Daily Mail and um, the Times actually has it happens both right-wing papers both actually printing scandalous headlines about Corbyn on that same day the very fact Daisy that you were in a private hospital as an NHS patient and the very fact that me and Nicola Jeffrey were sat in a private hospital on Friday is also another huge issue in this country essentially that many chronically ill people cannot get the treatment they need on the NHS nor the care therefore they have no choice but to pay privately to go and get the correct diagnosis and help but that is another story you can check out 
have lots on that on my website. It's www.mrtobble.com. And also, yes, what were the NHS doing outsourcing you to a private hospital in the first place? I think the question needs to be asked. More Tory chaos? Probably, in your instance, yes, it was. And that's it for this week's Twitter Chirps Back. Loads of comments. Love it this week. Thank you so much for getting involved. I really, 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 really do appreciate it. As always, next Thursday night, another tweet will go out, and I want to hear your news views, please. Anything you have to say, trust me, will be far better than what the mainstream media says. And here's this week's banger in Revolutionary Bird Song. My guest on today's show is hot, hot, hot. She is one of the most exciting artists, in my opinion, to come out of the music scene this year, but she's been around for a couple of years. What I love about this guest is that she flips effortlessly between styles. She is most comfortable with dancehall, equally as comfortable with R.O.B. and Afrobeat, and also equally comfortable with reggae and dove and really, really powerful conscious music. But as an artist, what she also does brilliantly is flip between singing styles. She's got a beautiful voice that just glides effortlessly over tracks. She does a mean sing jay, and oh my gosh, can she rap mad skills as well. She's absolutely fantastic. We've worked a couple of weeks to be able to arrange this interview and I'm so excited to have her on because I have lots I want to talk to about. It is the fantastic Santina is on the podcast. Santina, thank you so much for coming on. We we got here in the end and it's great, great to have you on. So thank you. Thanks for calling. My absolute pleasure. Let's get straight into it. Now, your latest track was Judgment. I mean, I heard it first on uh, Dave Rodigan's BBC One Extra reggae show. Um, uh, He played it at the top of the hour one week. And I was really taken aback by it. I mean, it's a a stunning track. It's it's very moving. The video is extremely powerful. And you're you're talking about violence against young people, but more specifically, women and girls in it. It's it's this brilliant mix of styles as well. It's it's a lot of reggae going on but there's also elements of dub and there's also sort of tinges of R&B in it and the whole package uh, Santina is just beautiful it's a really really powerful moving track and you should be you should be really really proud of yourself for doing it and it's got such a powerful message behind it as well I mean how did how did the inspiration for doing this track come about where did where did judgment come from with you well judgment is a reflection of the reality of killing um, the song came about last year, March, when um Jamaica was facing some tragic um killing of the kids, abuse of women, you know, um uh, unemployment causing um young teenagers to do um stuff. But however, um after I recorded the track, it didn't get as as much recognition like this year. Mm. The same thing that happened last year happened this year. Um it's a situation where, you know, Babies getting killed, children getting raped, children are missing. So really that um, inspired me to write that song. And I'm glad you did because, I mean, you put across so well about how we're kind of failing as a society um, as well in the track. It's, it's, it's extremely, extremely powerful. And I'm glad it's done well this year. It's, it's blown up a lot. And um, you sort of, I, in the UK especially, you sort of hear it on various radio shows. It's done, it's done really, really well. And I, I, like I said, you should be very, very proud of what you've done there because it's ex- extremely powerful. Now, I mean, Judgment is your, is your latest, as you say, you, um, you released it first last year and then it's out again. But you've got 
got quite a back catalogue and your actual musical journey started when you were about age 16, didn't it? You were spotted by Inspired and Music um, and it all kind of went from there. I mean, how, how did you get to this point today, 2019, sitting here talking to me? How did this musical journey of yours progress to get to, to, get to the point you're at now? I've been doing music for I'm 16 and it's been seven years now since I'm in the music industry. However, it's um over the years it's just hard work, perseverance, dedication. Um I mean there are ups and downs mm. throughout the journey, but I still keep working. Working, working, working. Never stop. No, you don't. And I can see looking at your back catalogue, you're always busy. And I mean, you're also part of this. Um, <laughs> I'm so jealous. You're part of this amazing family oh, um, with Spragabend's Red Square Productions. I mean, that's just amazing. I'm, I always look at your Instagram. I love to keep up with what you're doing. And there's always clips of you and, and Spragger. And I think Agent Sasko's in there as well, isn't he? And I mean, it's, it, it must be brilliant. I mean, how is it to work with such a groundbreaking and inspirational artist like, like Spragger? What's it like to work with him well working with praga is great i can tell you i feel so proud of myself and because praga is one of the most influential artists mm. who does great music i mean he helps to nurture young artists uh, he does not um sign artists to his label he um let us um, have our own freedom mm. as to what we want to do in the music I, you know, Spraga plays a big part in my career. He's also my mentor. So, most definitely, I'm feeling proud. I'm great. <laughs> it's a good feeling. No, you must absolutely. I mean, you can and you can tell sort of his his influence in a lot of a lot of your music. But as I said in the introduction, you really, really are versatile. It's I I love it, and I get so excited when I hear versatile artists because I I think it's a real reflection of their skill and their talent. And and you are one of these artists. I mean, you kind of you flip between all these different styles so you've done dancehall tracks like dynamite body you then go into afrobeat kind of r&b quite easily with always on my mind where and this is what i meant in the introduction where you have these mad rap skills going on brilliant rap in always on my mind and then you go effortlessly into kind of the reggae conscious territory bang up to date with judgment as we were discussing and all of this was showcased really well on your superb ep powerful which was released in 2017 it's an absolutely fantastic record love it love it to bits i've listened to it before we were speaking several times i think it's great it's absolutely brilliant i mean this whole kind of mix of styles where you where you flip between dancehall reggae r&b afrobeat is there a reflection in your sort of own musical tastes or or are you naturally experimental and you like to sort of try try different styles and work in different genres? What's, what's this flipping of styles all about with you? Well, I love all kinds of music. So um, I listen to all, all genres. I try, you know, and to show versatility that I can do it. You know, um, reggae, dancehall, that's Jamaica thing. And, you know, international market, which is the R&B pop music. However, I try to do the different genres for different um, crowd. Mm. I keep my music clean as possible for um, corporate areas as well. So basically, um, it's just the vers- versatility I'm, I'm showing the world that I can do not just dancehall and reggae, but I can do the other genres as well. Just out of interest, do you have? Is there one sort of particular genre that you love most? Do you have a favorite that you you like doing? Yes, I love the reggae music. I love the consciousness. 
I love the positiveness. I, I just love all of that. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, well, no, you can tell from judgment. because, And you can see it in the video for judgment as well. I mean, your your performance in the video is absolutely brilliant. Um, and you, you can tell that you have a real real affinity with that music. It comes across so well in the track. I mean, you spoke a bit about Spragger, obviously, being your, your mentor. I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't like to I like uh, I don't like to ask artists this all the time because I'm not I don't I sometimes think they might take offence but I do have to ask anyway because I'm always interested. Um, who else has influenced you musically? Are there sort of any artists over the years that have stood out and really sort of shaped who you are as an artist, or are you actually just Santina in your own right? Well, there's a lot of influential artists. But my two fave is Tanya Stevens and Queen Africa. Oh, Queen Africa! Why? Is because brilliant. right, um, Tanya Stevens. She's a she's very good at penmanship, right? Mm. And Queen Africa. She's a very good vocalist. Tanya Stevens is down to earth, and and um, Queen Africa. She just she just breathes. She told the, the truth, you know. So, but apart from that. Um, I influence by myself sometimes because um, I know I can. I know when I can do something and I have the ability to do something, and I push myself. I work very hard, so yeah. I think I think it's great to artists. Great to artists to pick. Queen, Queen Africa is brilliant. I love her Insta videos. She she did put a brilliant one out the other day, didn't she? Sort of pulling the government apart. Um, she's she's absolutely brilliant, and she's so she's so it's very influential. And she, like you say, she's got such a great voice and such such great message behind what she does. Right. Um, she's yeah, she's absolutely brilliant. But I like the fact that you also you've influenced yourself. I think that's really really important to be to be who you are as well, Santina. Definitely and that again that comes across because you 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 are very very versatile and it, it completely comes across i mean we've we've sort of touched on judgment which is a very conscious track and um it's it's showing across your music that there's always elements of sort of social and political messages in there but especially social messages about how we are as a world and as a society i mean how much does your faith and your belief system how much does that influence you as an artist when you're when you're putting music together well um as i said before um the conscious music and the positive mind the energy and all of that um push me more to deliver good music and not only just the conscious music but i also do the the awkward dance all and and so on all of these things all of my music um push me to to write better music and becoming better at what i do no absolutely and i i think that's really and that's a brilliant sort of philosophy to have on on your music and again it really shines through what you also um you fit very well and you're in my mind you're part of this growing kind of movement of female artists that's sort of coming out of the sort of roots revival scene in jamaica at the minute is is i i first spoke about this actually with um, Zia Benjamin when she came on the show and we were chatting chatting at length about it how there's a lot of female artists like you like Zia Benjamin um, Tara Harrison Leela Ike Savannah uh, Chrissy Trisha all these female artists who are sort of really getting at the top of their game but they're doing it it's quite interesting because there's no one sort of um, 
in the music industry, there's always got to be a queen of pop or a queen of R&B or a queen of soul. But it's sort of within the revival and reggae movements, it's, it's kind of like no women are vying for this. You're almost all working together, not against each other. And you're all sort of upping your game and, and coming together as this almost collective in some respects. You're not necessarily working directly together, but there's this movement. I mean, do you, firstly, do you see that? And secondly, do you think it's just a sort of a natural progression now we're in 2019 we had the me too movement recently is it is it time for women to really sort of break down those industry barriers and and come into the art, uh, artists as their own right do you think it's it's time now for that is that what's happened yes it's all about the timing and and again um it's about the self-reliance and just the positive thinking you know um females um in Jamaica right now in the industry coming together and doing some good music and um putting out music uh, which you work and relate to is a plus. So most definitely all the rising female artists in Jamaica, reggae, dance hall, um they're putting in the work. Mm. I mean it's a male dominated industry down here, but um females are now stepping up because we wanna be on the front now. So I think we're just doing the extra hard work and the and the, the, the consciousness cells. So yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it, every female artist I speak to has been on the show from from you to Leela to Zia to Tara to Savannah to Trisha, Chrissy. Um, it's they're all saying the same thing that everyone is now putting in that work and and stepping up and breaking the sort of industry norms that women are there to sort of be in the background or be an add on or there for their. I think it was um who was it? Who said? I think it was Chrissy who said to me, "Or there for their pussy." They're there f- to be artists now in their own right. Um, and and do it for themselves. And it's, it's it's really interesting to see it happen. It's absolutely brilliant to watch it happen as well. I think, I, I think it's absolutely great. Um, just to kind of, to finish up, then Santina. I mean, so we've had Judgment re-released. Absolutely brilliant. What's in store for you for the rest of the year? Have we have have we got another EP maybe on the horizon yet? Any new music? Well, um, I have shows for the rest of the year. Um, I have recordings to do. I have my SOS EP working on the Stones of Santina. Um, different, different um, genre will be on that um, EP. Open to release it um, January 2020. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's what I'm focusing on. My, my new EP will consist of six tracks. Excellent. I cannot wait for that. But for Santina, she's, she will be always working um, hard, doing good music. So people can relate to it. Um, yeah, basically. And Red Square, and for Red Square, Sprague is a plus with helping me with my music. No, absolutely. That must be way amazing. And I cannot wait to hear the EP when it comes out in January. It's really exciting to hear that you're, you're going to have a new release out that's absolutely brilliant. So, Santina, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you. It's great to hear what's going on behind the music with you and your sort of motivations and your inspirations. It's absolutely fantastic. And as I say, I think you're a really, really exciting artist. I love your versatility and judgment is stunning. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more from you over the next few months. But for the minute, Santina, thank you so much much for coming on the podcast it's really great to speak to you finally 
Thank you for having me. Yes, another week, another sensational guest on the Top Long Cage podcast. Santina is great. Great mix of styles, great vocal skills, great rapping skills, and great sing J skills. What more could you want from a diverse artist like her? And here it is, these track we talked about in the show. It is sensational, really, really conscious, loving the vibe of this as well. It is a fantastic judgment. It is Santina with judgment. Check this out. Why you killing at the youth? And them our future oh. You cut the woman cross her face Now she have to take a suture oh. Careful of who in your bed Some of them man you son abuser I be a blood and shed What's happening to our culture Taxi man not take a pitney Mama lose her one daughter Amount of tears we require we can pull out of my water So much questions, the government no a fiancé Society getting tired of the senseless murders If it up to me, you would have fled anyway, my whole no Yeah, eh, 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 eh Your judgments are go red, hell fire go bono Wipe off all the demons It's up to me, you would have fled Anyway, my whole Me no business with the dirty Babylon Your judgments are go red, hell fire go bono Before my touch you roll me a fiancé twice Them post a girl and no five or two just get sliced Them wicked people you soon have to pay the price Ask the father to protect you at the best advice It's hard to see a man take a baby life People were unemployed always a slice That's why you find so much girls that do poor life The system too corrupt them need to stop it If you would have fled anyway my whole And that's it. Series 2, episode 14 of Top Lung Caged is done. I'd like to thank my fantastic guests this week, incredible Victoria and Antonia Cheney. Please check out the podcast I did with them. Also, thank you to the sensational Santina. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Santina underscore official. As always, behind the scenes, thank you to the love of my life, the gorgeous Nicola Jeffrey. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Nicola C. Jeffrey. My man behind the booth, Santa Janine Gapause. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Pause with AZ Radio. And my in-house singer, it's Ray Star Music. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Ray underscore star 113. Thank you to the Canary for uncaging me. I will see you next week. Uncaged.